All right, I'm ready. Ian, you ready? I'm feeling ready. <laughs> Sweet. Here we go. This is it. We are rolling here. This is episode 253 of No Laugh Track Podcast. Yes, you heard a faint wow. That That is fitting. It's absolutely fitting. My name is Justin Severson. I'm the host of this podcast here at Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis. Thank you, Circle of Heat, for letting us play your music there at the beginning. My guest today, I uh, had the privilege of coming to the club last night and seeing his show. I missed it last time uh, before. I always I try to see the shows before I have somebody on the podcast. Uh, I didn't last time. I did this time. It's Ian Woo. Abramson, and here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Then to remind everyone to go back in their archives, and if, they, uh, if they're like, well, I, he was on before? Yeah, he was on before. Yeah, it was uh, February of last year. Do you remember what episode number that was? Well, because I wrote it down, 180, yeah. 186. 186, and now mm-hmm. it's 250 what? Three. 253. Three. Wow. Yes, sir. Man, that is wild. How do you feel since we've last spoken? <laughs> how, do you, how is your life different? Oh, my Let's God. Let's catch up. Last February to now, I, you know what? That there's there's too much to explain. <laughs> I'm still married. I still That's have great. two kids. That's even better. One of them just finished fifth grade this morning. Wonderful. Congratulations to them. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other uh, one didn't finish fifth grade. What's that? They'll get there next year. Uh, two years actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have more confidence than you do. Wow. You think it's going to take him two more years? I think he's going to nail it next year. <laughs> or she? She. She, two she's. I got two she's at home. <laughs> uh, but I was telling you before we started recording yeah. that I listened back to the uh, episode 186 yeah. to kind of get a little refresher of what we talked about and whatnot. And one of the things we talked about mm-hmm. um, is th- of your love of McDonaldland. Oh, boy. Yes, indeed. I hope that hasn't changed. No, not one bit. Okay, we not talked about bit. how you had been on Jackie Cation's podcast. <laughs> yeah, Talking yeah. about it. Remember this? Oh, yeah. Yes. It was a great, great. That's a, a Dork Force is such a good podcast. Yes. Uh, and any podcast that lets me come on and talk about McDonald's land for an hour <laughs> is an incredible podcast. Yes. Yeah, so we talked we, we talked about that and then you were saying that you were actually in the process of trying to buy some <laughs> whatever happened with that. I need updates. Whoa. And we're getting to something here. Yeah. I have a gift for you. Oh my god. I have a gift for you, but let's Whoa. I want I want my answer first. I so like the what this does is kind of track where I was at in my um in my life in that sense uh, cuz I remember trying to track down in Atlanta I think it yes. was yeah this is that what I was saying yes. Atlanta yeah I uh full on old McDonald's land playset and I have not yet gotten one okay I have I now own 4,000 ball pit balls, which may or may not have been part of a McDonald's thing, but are definitely McDonald's inspired. Okay. I, and you use them? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I got to I um, sometimes do a show in Chicago, and that show was filmed for CISO, and I turned the room into a ball pit so the audience could sit in a ball pit and watch the show. I, it was just like a fun kind of weird thing that we did, and yeah. I, it was an excuse for me to buy four thousand ball pit balls. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I think in I think it's in the past year I went back and forth with a guy on Craigslist, uh, where like there was this uh, hand painted, and maybe only he and I would call it beautiful, but I think uh, I think it's a this beautiful old piece of advertising, and he wanted like two hundred and fifty dollars for it or something, and I was like, I can give you fifty. I. Uh, I was like, I understand if if that's if you if you can't go that low, but that's what I can do. And he wrote me back this like long tirade about how insulted he was. <laughs> and I was like, Whoa, man! McDonald's purist. Yeah, I, I was like, I like, I feel like I'm extreme. If you have other people offering offering you more money, then by all means, yeah, I'm just letting you know what I can do in case you want to do that. Uh huh. So my love has not waned whatsoever. Okay, well. Inspired by that, mm-hmm. you're, this is something you're. If well, if you want it, you're going to have to bring back home with you. You're living Please. in L.A. now. I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited about this. All right. Wow. So we've set it up. I go just by looking. You have no idea. What I this have is. no idea. I'll say. I it look. It's like wrapped like a Christmas gift. It got snowflakes on it. It's it's uh, very flat. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, man. Hmm. Let's see what this could be. Hmm. Oh, oh my goodness. Whoa, where did you get this? I got it from a uh, a college roommate years ago that he said one of his parents got it at a thrift store. 
That is, I love this. So for people listening, this is uh, like some. This, if you're familiar with the Fry Guys, yes, they they kind of look like cheerleading pom poms, but with uh, feet. And this one has glasses. It's green. Yeah. Yeah, this looks like uh, some piece of advertisement that might have been like uh, hung up in the stores or something like Probably. that. Probably. Yeah. Whoa. I love this. Thank you so much. This is incredible. Will you have a place to put it? Absolutely. Okay. Displayed uh, front and center. Good. I'm, man, the only question is, do I frame it or put it up as it is? You know, that's the the only question. I will. There is a little bit of a bend from storage, so it's not in like right. mint condition or anything. Listen, McDon- either is the corporation of McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> In the past year, a movie came out called The Founder. Have you? Did you hear about this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. About Ray Kroc, correct? Yes, yes. Yeah. And the two brothers that actually started McDonald's. Okay. Um, they, and, and it's a movie that I don't know if anybody related to as much as I did. It was like somebody made a movie just for me. Really? It's this movie about how McDonald's got made, right? <laughs> yes. And the basic story is that there were two brothers that uh, really streamlined how you could do burgers and really yeah. created the idea of fast food. And then Ray Kroc, uh, salesman, saw this and was like, whoa, I, let's um, let me try to get involved. And then kind of slowly took the company away from them through some questionable methods. Okay. Um, but... The thing is, is that the very first McDonald's where the brothers opened it uh, was in San Bernardino, California, which is 10, 15 minutes from where I grew up. Oh, okay. So I'm watching this movie, and it's that part of the world is never like, it's not interesting enough to, to be, be on TV or movies. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah there's, <laughs> uh, but then for the first time, I'm seeing where I grew up right. on screen. Yeah. They look at a map, and it says Moreno Valley, my hometown, on the map. Yeah. And then Ray Kroc gets involved, and he's like, I want a franchise. I'm going to open one up. And he, opened ones, he, he opens his first franchise in Chicago, and that's where I moved. Where you moved, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then by the time the movie's ended, he's a millionaire. He's, he's uh, settled down, and he moves to Los Angeles. So it's like he went, McDonald's started right by where I grew up, went to Chicago, and then moved to L.A. And it's like, why, this movie is about my life. This is insane. <laughs> Even the millionaire part. <laughs> yeah, I wish, right? <laughs> but you know what? I would take this over being a millionaire. So well, thank you for awesome. this gift. That's awesome. <laughs> I've brought gifts in the past. Uh, this isn't something I normally do, but it just was so like, this is. Incredible. I knew I had that. It was like, this is, it's going to mean more to him than to me. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you like it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> right on. I don't remember. Did the Fry Guys, did they have names individually? No. So originally they were called Fry Goblins. Oh. And they would uh, <laughs> just say, uh, like, we are hungry. We are hungry. Uh, and they would just kind of, like, bolt around and, and look strange. And then maybe goblins were considered too scary or something, and Ooh. they just started being called Fry Guys. Even though they've uh, they've clearly gendered them not as all guys. So, oh yeah, you know they should just be fry people fry at people. this point, especially in 2017. Right. <laughs> right, and they have like they look like they have kind of weird yarn fur something. I mean, it doesn't quite look like tentacles. It looks like sea anemone or like a seaweed or something. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like it's something you want to reach out and touch, right? And you touch that, right? Yeah. But is the idea that those are like loose fries on them that are a bunch of different colors, or what? I hope not. You and me both. <laughs> let me tell you. Oof. Well, I'm glad you uh, like your gift. That <laughs> makes me very happy. And thank you so much. That is so sweet of you to to do that. All right. Now we're going to move on to the next thing. I want. There's many things I want to talk to you. about. I'm excited. I'm All glad. Right. The next thing, and I'm boy. I hope I'm remembering this correctly. <laughs> It was you, right, that within the last year, between you being here then and now, that you uh, did a little stunt at the airport. Did I watch you put your phone 
through oh, the... Oh, yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I did do that. Yes. Whoa. Yeah, I I, uh, <laughs> I was getting ready to go through TSA, and I um, just posted, like, all right, I'm about to go through uh, TSA, Facebook Live, my phone going through the machine. So <laughs> I, I was kind of nervous, like, oh, man, they could definitely... Um, they could definitely... I might get in trouble for this. Yeah. But, hey, let's try it. So I did. I also like, man, what if I had messed with the technology or something? That was a that was a bigger risk than maybe I should have taken. <laughs> yeah. Was that something you thought, uh, you, like, just day, mo- spur of the moment? I, I think I had the thought a couple times going through TSA, just like, it'd be interesting to see a camera kind of go through there. Mm-hmm. And... Then I thought, hey, why? That'd be fun to just do it as like Facebook Live, and uh, it, it went smoother than it should have. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was remembering. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. Yeah, it was like one of these random. I just happened to be on my phone, and your thing popped up. It was yeah. like Ian is live. Like, oh, well, what's he doing here? Yeah, and then I'm seeing this. You're doing the description, and like the build up for me was very exciting. <laughs> ah, I have to tell great. you, it was oh, like, that's so fun. Is he fucking around? <laughs> like, this is legi- okay. This is legit. He's oh, really man. doing this. That's fun. Like, I think he could seriously get in some trouble here. <laughs> I don't know. Is it like spying or something? Like you're not supposed to know what's inside there. But that is funny. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm glad that was you because I I didn't have like a proof in front of me. Like yeah, that was him. It's just I'm going off memory. Though. <laughs> I just went to um, speaking of Chicago. I spent a whole 24 hours in Chicago over the Did last you? week. My wife and I went to see U2 in concert at oh, Soldier whoa. Field last Sunday night. Wow, how was that? It was great. It was great. Big That's fan. incredible. Yeah, it was it was really really cool. Uh, and then we got back, and the very next day they announced that U two is uh, coming to Minneapolis. Now they announced the whole second leg of the tour. <laughs> swear to God. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Are but, you going to get to go to that as well? Well, actually, I have a job uh, at the stadium where they'll be performing, so I'll be able to work and uh, see the show. Whoa. Yeah. Even better. Yeah, but I was going to. Uh, I had a little TSA uh, moment um, coming back from Chicago on Monday. Oh, by the way, this is all. Something that you mentioned uh, last time you were here on the podcast. Yeah, I don't know why this came. Oh, because you, because last time you had to push your uh, your week back the start a day. Yeah, because some flights were canceled. That's right. And you mentioned how much you disliked Spirit Airlines. <laughs> I just flew Spirit Airlines oh, yeah. for the first time. Yep. a couple yep. days ago. Yeah, I don't mind going on the record and saying that <laughs> Spirit Airlines is. Uh, I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. It worked out as well as it could. I mean, it, you know, from here to Chicago. But didn't you say that they still dinged you for not printing out your... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ten, I don't... Ten dollars a piece to print out boarding passes at the <laughs> airport, which they, uh, w- there's not even a human helping you. You still go to a kiosk. Ridiculous. It's 100% automated yeah. but to hit the print button, ten dollars a piece. I would be shocked if they... Uh, I mean, this is like... I don't have any research to support this, but I assume that they would not be able to be in business if they didn't trick people with hidden fees. They just, uh, they're ridiculous. Right. And I had to keep correcting my wife. Like she kept saying carry on. I'm like, honey, they don't call it carry ons. It's (laughs) personal item. Right. Personal item. We're bringing personal items, not carry ons. If we bring carry ons, it's 45 bucks. Right. And I I mean, I'm, listen, I am all about saving money. I, and some of those flights are just like, Wow, I can't believe how cheap these are. But it's because they're they're assuming someone won't realize that. And if you and if you take the carry on to the gate and you still haven't checked it in, it's a hundred dollars. Oh my god! So if you somehow have have like missed that they're trying to trick you and trick you and trick you, and then you just have a backpack and a laptop bag, that's a hundred dollars. Oh my god! Anyway, I would literally empty the bag, put all the clothes on, <laughs> and just leave the bag at the airport. <laughs> I don't know if you can do that, but that's what I would do at that point. Totally, yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. But I was good. I wanted to tell you that uh, and I'm wondering if you've had any odd experiences like this. I was going we you know, we were going through about to go through the detectors and I'd taken my shoes off and emptied my pockets and put my bag on the belt or the conveyor belt. And then a guy out of nowhere Somebody, one guy had already okayed me to leave my belt on. Then a guy comes out from out of nowhere. is like, nope, it's got to go. Got to go. Take it off. Hand it to somebody else. So then I, oh, as soon as man. I take my belt off, I have to walk in and, you know, you put your hands up and that thing spins around and whatever it does, the 3D, whatever yeah. the hell it does. Yeah. 
my shorts couldn't stay up. So I'm trying to like, <laughs> I'm trying to position yeah, my yeah. legs and spread yeah. far to kind of hold oh, them up so they're not funny. falling. I'm not kidding. <laughs> blow my ass. And then the same guy's like, feet on the pads, feet on the pads. I'm like, I, I can't. And yeah. the guy's like, sir. He goes, you know why he can't do it? Shorts are going to fall down. I'm like, yes, please help me here. <laughs> well, we we did the thing, and I don't know, because I was standing incorrectly, then I yeah. had to come out and do the full pat down. Oh, man. So, Just ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So next time I've uh, I learned my lesson there, I'm not going to wear shorts that uh, can't stay up without belts. <laughs> I'll let that be a lesson. A good lesson. For everyone. I uh, but I want to say I came to the show last night. Let's talk oh, yeah. about that. You've so you oh Tuesday Wednesday. So you've done two shows already. Correct. And they're going well. I yeah. I mean Acme is the best. It's so so good. I love this place. It's so fun. Yeah. How did I how did I speak about my experience last year? <laughs> you were only one day in when we talked last oh, time. Oh yeah. You, that was like a very first first experience. Yeah. So. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love it. The crowds here are just so great. And truly, everybody, the club itself is so such a well-oiled machine that it just makes all the difference in the world. How often are you doing, like the way the schedule is set up here at Acme, mm-hmm. most, not everyone certainly, there's some people that just come in. Like last week, there was, was kind of a split week and someone just came in for the weekend. Yeah. How often are you doing full, like you do here, like Tuesday through Saturday uh, in other this cities? Is, for, uh, Tuesday to Saturday, I think this is the only club I've done that with. I, I'm i trying to think. Um, I may have done a Wednesday through a Saturday or a Thursday through a Sunday, but I, I I don't think I've yeah I think this is the only place that I've I've done that. So are you? I, uh, I guess I could also ask like, are you what type of club are you booking clubs predominantly like, predominantly right now? Or are you doing like any one? Or how often are you doing one night? Like stopping into yeah. a town, doing one, leaving, going to another one. So it's kind of a mix of clubs and festivals and one nighter things like that. Okay. Stand up wise, that's uh, a lot of what I'm. I'm doing. Okay. Yeah. And I saw you were in Chicago last week, too. Yes, yes. I was doing the AV Club Fest, so that was a festival, uh, and I was doing Seven Minutes in Purgatory, and then I also was, like, running their after parties, just, like, hosting comedy shows as their after parties. Hosting comedy shows as an after party, and then yes. there's an after party after that comedy show that's an <laughs> after party? They call that the after party. I think it's just kind of like an extra show. It's fun. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Right on. Uh, so I, I want to should tell people that uh, haven't come to the show yet that this week you're working with uh, Brandy Brown mm-hmm. is the MC and Shannon Very Paul Miss Shannon both of them are doing great is the feature yeah yeah both have been on this podcast people should know who they That's are great. especially just from coming so uh, good show all around but I want to talk about some of the things that stood out to me last night oh yeah uh, let's see here. I think, uh, well, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tie this in with something you said last time. And as listening back and now, listening back to the podcast after seeing you last night, now so many things really fit together well mm-hmm. for me, if that makes sense. <laughs> for example, uh-huh. something you said, uh, like crowds see you for the first time, and, you, and these are your words <laughs> give, given to the crowd. I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> Right? <laughs> uh, is that how is that how I put it last uh-huh. year? Wow, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, um, because I feel like sitting there, you know, I've, uh, I'm not a comic, but I'm definitely consider myself a seasoned uh, comedy fan. Sure, that's yeah. seen many different kinds, styles. Yeah. You know, you name it. The differences. I've probably seen some version of that. Yeah, uh, but I do sit there, and and I am. Last night was the insider night. Yes. So there's people that come. I, I, there are people, I think, that come for the insider night that mm-hmm. maybe only come, you know, like mm-hmm. once a month or whenever they, you know, like, hey, we're going to let's get the, you know, our group together. We're going to go get the, our tickets and go to Acme. And they yeah. may not be showing up. I guess my point is they may not be showing up to see Ian Abramson Correct. last night. Correct. They're coming to see comedy based on Acme's reputation. Absolutely. Good. Yeah. So then you come out mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I look around the crowd. I'm like, how many people here are thinking, what am I watching right now? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, um, I think that sen- like since coming here, it's, it's trying to 
I want them to be surprised, and sometimes it's fun. Uh, being confused can be a little funny, you know. Uh, being just kind of like, "What? What is happening right now?" is something. When I feel that, I, that will often make me laugh. If I'm encountering that in my life, I, I think, you know, you're always trying to uh, learn and and grow as a comedian. <clears throat> so trying to figure out how to. I uh, connect and um, kind of take people on this ride with you, and uh, that's kind of the the goal. Uh, when it's going well, that's what it feels like. That's what I'll say. <laughs> there, there's a, uh, I mean, there's not just an element. There's a big part of what you're doing. Everybody's mm-hmm. performing, but you, the word performance. You're mm-hmm. not just up here, joke, 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 <laughs> joke, 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 joke. I mean, yeah. there's there's a perform. There's a act it's a whole act it's a whole performance it's, oh wow well you started last night it's uh you know i'm not going to give it away i'm not going to give away but it's the, the you're not when you came out last night it's not just straight jokes there's <laughs> there's a whole there's the kind of a little you know it's a it's a bit you're going maybe i'll just say you go off stage for a moment and yeah come back you're yeah. a lot of moving around yeah a lot of definitely. moving pieces yeah that gra- that I think that really grabs people's attention and gets oh, them like thank what you. what what is this guy doing? <laughs> this is the t- two people that were out here before that did nothing like this, <laughs> nothing. Oh man, I I mean you know it's uh, trying to I'm I'm so sometimes if like I'm considered a weirdo in stand up <laughs> it's uh sometimes people want to put a bunch of weirdos together but it's much better when you have uh That's interesting. Y- yeah all all three of us on the show have very different styles and approaches to comedy yes and uh and the, the I feel like that's such an enjoyable experience you mm-hmm. know um <laughs> there have been times when by the time i get on stage they've had like a, a a nice wonderful weirdo but by the time i get on stage they're rooted out they're they're like <laughs> okay like all right i have tapped out the amount of going along for a weird ride as uh-huh. i can handle tonight okay and i'm like all right well i whoo I, I see i um Something and this is another thing. Oh, it's like I, this is another example of how things have tied together in, in my mind. Yeah. Um, our last conversation, you mentioned some of the jobs that uh, that you had done uh, early on, like mm-hmm. doing kids parties. You told yeah. me about that. Uh, being a clown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, doing balloon. Uh, doing things with balloons. Mm-hmm. Balloon animals. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I see your show last night. <laughs> And there's a balloon. And I'm thinking, not, I don't think he learned this one there. Yeah. Yeah. But look at that. I don't know who taught you how to do things with balloons, but now it's paying off as an adult. That's so funny. Yeah. I, uh, I, for some reason, when I was in like fourth grade, I wanted to learn how to do balloon animals. I don't know what it was that. I think most fourth graders would want to know how to do that. Right. Yeah. 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 But also, like when I've worked with fourth graders, it's not like a bunch of people know how to just do balloon animals. So sure. I don't know. Balloon animals are fun, but I don't know why I like went out and got tapes to learn how to do them. And Is that how you learned how? You yeah. Got tapes? Yeah. And then when I started doing kids parties and like clowning it for kids, uh, that was part of the gig. And I got like refresher courses and learned uh, a bit more um, in that sense. And from there, it's just like you kind of want to use everything you have, every tool that you have, anything that you know. (laughs) Uh, Is there any way you can go back to your employer and be like, guys, look what I'm doing now? (laughs) Uh? Uh? I'm friendly with the guy that would uh, that I I worked for out there. Well, I. He's he's a, a sweet man. The bit that you're you're talking about, where I uh, I open and it's kind of like, um, I'll say like variations on the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I we like a, a, a chamber of commerce hired the two of us to perform for an hour for kids. Uh-huh. And I, it was kind of a situation where like we were finding ways to fill time and then all of a sudden he would just like tap my shoulder and be like i'm gonna be gone for 10 minutes you have to perform for 10 minutes now and i'm like all right let's make this work and i start going into this bit and by the third time i come out the kids are like what are you doing like just screaming at me like what are you doing oh, no. yeah so <laughs> uh after after that there's no um 
uh, adult drunk audience that can scare me. Uh, <laughs> Please don't yell, what are you doing when you're at Acme, though? That's yes, I, I, that's upon. the real lesson here. Mm-hmm. In fact, you'll probably be asked to leave. Correct. And thankfully, no one did that last night. <laughs> but I also um, I want to point out that you also use kind of some props on stage. There's some signs mm-hmm. with uh, uh, maybe a little... Uh, Audience participation. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I will say that from where I was sitting and the mm-hmm. fact that I my glasses are so scratched I can't wear them. <laughs> yeah. And I'm putting off going to get a new pair of glasses. Yeah. Yeah. I had a hard time reading some yeah. of your signs. Well let's from where also I was let's also say that my handwriting is atrocious. Okay. So let's I Well I didn't yeah. know you wrote them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean the, that's just kind of the the logistics of um, doing a bit like that, you kind of, I'm, it's all a work in progress, you know, but, uh, the seating in Acme is wonderful cause you, you have, um, it is not an arena setting, but it kind of spreads out wonderfully from the stage. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, if I'm holding what are basically cue cards, yeah. uh, for the audience to read, they, uh, the people on the side might have a harder time reading it on top of my terrible handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, I. It, it, you know what? It, even though I couldn't read every word, I it, the jokes worked. So <laughs> you could hear what other people were reading. A- a- absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, let's see. I'm going through my notes. Um, uh, oh, and I wanted the shock collar. Oh yeah, you did that on Conan. I did. Yeah. Was that the first time you'd done that on TV? <laughs> uh, yeah, on TV. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, You're saying that like did you did, been doing. Tell me about let just let's go back. In the way that I did it last night, yeah, I've been doing it for about a year, I think. About a now. year. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You did Conan back in, I think I wrote that out in March of this yeah, year. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. First yeah. time doing uh Yep. Had you done any other late nights? I had not, no, no. So it was my, my first late night set and I was really I felt very grateful to get to do it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are getting their first time on uh Conan. Yeah, yeah. He he's, he's good great at really that. Uh, showcasing um, up and coming comedians, and I'm very grateful for that. Did you uh, did you meet any celebrities? Where did you? Who was on the show with you? <laughs> oh man, um, I think it was Dharma from Dharma and Greg, whoever that actress is. I didn't really get to interact with her. Jenna Elfman. I think that's right. It is right. Yeah. How did you How did you know that? Because I'm. <laughs> it's funny now. Okay, that was back in March. Yeah. The show that she was on to promote has been canceled. Whoa. Yeah. It had like a CGI an rabbit imaginary or something? friend. Yeah. Yes. It was her with an imaginary maybe it was a bunny. I don't know. I, they showed a clip. That's the only and I I'm That's interesting. Yeah. Ah. I don't watch a ton of TV, so I hadn't seen it. <laughs> I'm she's great, but uh yeah, I tried to watch that show. No, I'm not <laughs> surprised it's gone. Um Anyway, the set on Conan was very funny. Thank you very Congrats much. for being able thank to do you, that. Thank you, thank you, And I remember, I didn't see it live that night. I remember some of the, uh, like, the comedy blogs were writing about it the next couple of days. And then, like, you know, shocking performance by <laughs> Ian Abramson. <laughs> uh, and I was very happy to see that it, it's uh, followed you on stage here, that you did it last night. And I'm assuming all week here at Acme. Yeah, listen, if you'd want to electrocute a man live on stage then come on out to the shows you know <laughs> uh is there really a button there that turns up the juice yeah 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 that, that, usually the back and forth last last night the guy was like do i press the button with plus two and i was like do not press that that will make it much more intense for me and i we don't need to do that <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that's uh that's i mean it's brave in general to be it's insane to be putting a shot collar on, no matter <laughs> what it feels like, I, in my opinion. But to leave that option out there for some... You don't know how much that guy's been drinking. Sure, sure. My The only fail-safe, and it's not perfect, is that if he does it too much, he looks like a jerk. You know? Like, if he just starts holding it down, he's he's electrocuting a guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he's doing that, and everybody knows it. So, so uh, <laughs> if it got bad for me, everybody would be able to tell, and uh, and he would look like a jerk. Not yeah. that, not that that's uh, like an equal punishment, right. but no, um, it's not. It can't be. But it, it I think that just that idea kind of helps regulate a, a little bit. Oh my goodness! I uh, 
Yeah. I well, I'm I'm, I'm impressed with the uh, shot collar thing. I also noticed that because uh, I, I watch. Oh yeah, from your Conan set uh, versus what you were doing on stage last mm-hmm. night, I noticed that some of the jokes were in different spots. Oh some sure, some of the jokes you did inside the. I don't know. Could you call it the shock collar yeah, bit yeah, yeah, segment? Fine. Yeah. Some of those that you were doing in one are now outside of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, for that bit, I'll have a few that are kind of like a uh, palate cleanser of like just to kind of um, set up. Uh, okay. This is let's just tell some jokes while I'm wearing a shock collar so we can all kind of get used to that. Okay. And then I do get to kind of just throw out some newer one liners and see how they go. And I, <laughs> if they work or don't work, it's fun for everybody. Yeah. Have you had an audience member grab the, um, the, I don't know what you call it, the remote mm-hmm. and never push the button? Yeah, I'm at that point. I'm like encouraging them. I keep going back to them, and being like, "You got to do it. You got like you really? got to help me out." Yeah, I mean, be, one, it's not fun if we don't, and like two, I've already got it on. Like, there's no point in me doing this if I don't get shocked. Right. Uh, the night the night before, there was a. It seemed like it was a couple on a first date or something like that. Oh. And she did not want to do it, and he she pointed to him, and so he was willing, but then he clearly was in a position of like. She's not comfortable doing it. She's so I'll judging look like me. A jerk. She's judging yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And so I tried to kind of like just call that out and and walk through it, and gotcha. then yeah. um, turned it into a game of me trying to guess what he did for a living, just being like, "Oh, you look like you are a uh, teacher," and then he'd shock me if I was wrong. Oh, and of okay. course, yeah. Oh, so wow. uh, so that was like a fun. Yeah, I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I, I listen. I'm going to get shocked one way or another. You know. <laughs> Oh, I love that. <laughs> that. That's that's absolutely fantastic. It's a fun thing to play with, yeah. I'm, and, and I still feel like I hadn't done that before uh, the first show here ever, so it was just like it's fun to kind of explore with things like that. And now you know that if anyone else, any other comedian is ever doing that, they clearly stole it from you. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. right. That's one thing you could definitely, like, your name is on. Yeah, you know, people somebody... are like, oh, that joke sounds like his joke and like that <laughs> type of thing. The, the collar is that's yours. Yeah, if a few years down the road somebody starts uh, like getting sprayed in the face with water or some other way, you hitting him with a newspaper or something. Yeah, a way that you punish a dog, I'll be like, I don't know. You're kind of, kind of. That's kind of my thing. Kind of his know? thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and then I think let's there's just one more thing I want to bring. Oh, yes. You, uh, the mnemonic, mm-hmm. um, the phrases or whoever you wanted to Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so that's part of your act is this mnemonic thing. Yeah, I do like a mnemonic device for the alphabet. M- mnemonic mm-hmm. device for the alphabet. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for helping me about your material. You're, no, I mean, I can't. it'd be weird if you knew how to. <laughs> Better than you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I think about my jokes a lot. You're, it's not your job to. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you you have a couple things. You have a couple of those. One of them, based on the word Itself, mnemonic. yeah, mnemonic. I sit in the back here when I'm going to uh, <laughs> when I'm going to come and talk to somebody on the podcast, and I yeah. take really tiny little notes on a piece of paper and a pen. Yeah, I wrote, and it was it's pretty funny. This is just for me, I guess. Yeah, I didn't know how to spell mnemonic because then when you actually started doing it, I'm like, no, there, it starts with P. <laughs> It's P-N. It's not M-N. He's wrong. And then this morning, actually, I went yep. on Google and started typing it M-N-E. Mm-hmm. Son of a bitch is right. <laughs> uh, that was one of the first, the mnemonic part of that was one of the first jokes I, I think I ever wrote. Oh. In, in my first like six months of comedy, I wrote that down. And then... Whenever I started doing the alphabet one, I just realized, like, oh, I kind of have this extra tag just there. Okay. Yeah. So, who knows? Mnemonic. MN. Now I'll never forget. That's right. Mice never eat mints on nets in Canada. That's how you can remember how to spell it. (laughs) Did you know, and while I was looking that up, I actually found out that there is a thing called uh, nempho... Nymphomaniac? Nope. No, there's something called a nymphomaniac. Yes, there is. Yes, Yes. (laughs) That's not what I was going to bring up. There's a fear of memories. Whoa. Nemophia. Nemophia? Wow. Yeah. How terrifying is it that the only way you can think of to tell somebody that is remembering it? (laughs) 
<laughs> that is the ultimate torture. Yeah. Isn't it? Wow. Yeah. It's uh, the fear of memories, either by remembering past events or fearing memory loss. Wow. Fearing memory loss, I definitely understand. And, uh, oof, yeah, that's, that's, that's odd. Yeah, fearing memories. I, I, no, I've, I've erased that. I've scrubbed it from my mind. I don't know anything about it. So I was telling you, I, um, my daughter, my, it's uh, the end of the school year for kids now, beginning of June. And this morning, I attended a fifth grade graduation. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm assuming that they didn't have fifth grade graduations when you finished fifth grade. Yeah, I don't they think... They didn't for me. Yeah, I don't remember having a fifth grade graduation. I have mixed feelings. Yeah? This thing. I kind of feel like you haven't really done anything yet, people. <laughs> but then again, it's important to them, so, you know, all the sure. kids have big smiles on their faces. That's nice. But it, was, it was about an hour long. They showed a, a little uh, slideshow, but then the big part of it was they would go, uh, teachers and band instructors and all that stuff would go up and they would read the list of the names like these people in my class had this accomplishment and these yeah. people participated in band and in an orchestra and i'm curious what uh when you were around that age what were the teachers of when would you have been listed what were you participating in in fifth grade fifth grade Ooh. sixth grade fourth grade any of that time we'll yeah. blend them all in Man, I would you have just been? Uh, he was in attendance, <laughs> or would it be? He was, uh, you know, he did the art. Uh, he was in the art uh, contest, and he was in the band, and he was in the <laughs> choir, and he was in the school patrol. How involved were you as a kid? Uh, off and on, very involved. Um, fourth grade, I was kind of like processing my parents' divorce, and I had terrible grades. Fifth grade, I had straight A's, and sixth grade, I kind of did up and down. So I don't know what that all adds up to, but mm, okay. uh, they were three very different years in my life. Wow, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think in fifth grade is when I started to get into Boy Scouts. I, I, I think I was like trying to play the xylophone in what they called band, but it was like very lightly band um i loved drawing I, all all of these things i do not do anymore <laughs> <laughs> xylophone yeah i don't i not couldn't even xylophone i couldn't even um if, if i knew the basics of xylophone the very very basics i would find a way to, to use, use it, it your and the fact that i don't <laughs> says that i truly learned nothing about xylophone if i knew enough to like go back and try to figure out a little bit more uh-huh. i'm sure i would and instead i do not yeah <laughs> the balloon animals are proof of that exactly yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah totally that's perfect yeah um you in between uh your last visit and now to um minneapolis and to acme seven minutes in purgatory turned into a web series is yeah that what we call that? Yeah. yeah 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 we got to do a couple digital seasons for comedy central that's awesome. Yeah, right? thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I was very excited about that. Did yeah. you know about that when you were... I don't know. And I, Yeah, I bet I did. I don't remember. Um, yes, I definitely did, and I, I don't know that any had come out yet or anything, okay. so I don't know what I could not couldn't probably, say. Yeah. yeah, that happens. So I don't know what I said. No, no, I, you didn't say anything about it. So <laughs> no, Yeah, then I probably you, just probably I couldn't really talk it, yeah. about it much, yeah. I, I got you. Uh, you had some good talent on that. Some really good comedians on that show. Yeah, yeah, I, f- I feel I was very grateful. Yeah, did to you get to do it? Did you get to book some of them? Like yeah, being friends yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, saw John Doerr was on one. Oh, he's the best. I love him. He's so good. I mean, his his Conan appearance, his very first Conan appearance was. Uh, so influential. I don't know if you're familiar with that. The stuff he did with Rory is great, and I love Rory by himself. And what they did, what they've done together, is amazing. But his his first Conan appearance, he does this very long bit that uh, is just super involved, and like water ends up coming down onto him, uh, oh. and he like ends up shirtless, and it reveals a callback, and uh, I. Just like he's he's yelling, and then it ends with this perfect button that kind of wraps the whole thing up, and you're just like, "Wow, 
Yeah, that's that is the comedy I want to be doing. Yeah, that, okay, yeah, I can see that. That came out. I like. I uh, within a year of me thinking like I want to really do comedy, and I don't even know if I was doing comedy or I had just started, but it was something I thought about a lot. That set. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! Well, I'm glad I mentioned that name then. Yeah, yeah. He's he's so wonderful. Oh, that's really cool. When did you first? So when did you finally meet him? Was that a big um, deal then? Did yeah. you tell him how important that, how important that? I've, set yeah, was I've to gotten you? to tell tell him that. Yeah, he's uh, he's a very nice man. He's just always been um, incredibly. Uh, in the moment when he's talking to you, you he just lets you feel like a human being and um Yeah, he was here on the podcast about a year ago or so. Yeah, super yeah. nice he's guy. Great. I was very happy to find yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he um I think we just met outside of a club and somebody that knew both of us was like, Oh, this uh you guys should meet. You'll like each other. Yeah, right on. <clears throat> and uh, I assume my try to just kind of be chill and <laughs> cool and like not gush over him yeah. but kind of like being surreal like i can't believe i'm seeing you in person let alone that we're speaking right now i don't know he's awesome. great is there i don't know i don't want to take away from that what you've just yeah. been saying but is there because that's one thing that we didn't really get into last time is uh like people that you really are a big fan of or looked up to maybe like before you were in comedy or when you are now um, yeah the only person you really mentioned last time was uh, reading Steve Martin's book. Whoa, That's yeah. That's about it. Yeah. So, is there any other names? I always say my, my holy trinity is uh, Steve Martin, Zach Galifianakis, and Groucho Marx. Those are the, those are the three biggest to me. Okay. Um, I think Emo Phillips is also one of the... Of course. Uh, yeah, just one of the yeah. absolute best. Uh-huh. And I can I, see that. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see that you really. <laughs> I, I can see you really liking that. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you, I do too. If you like Anthony Jeselnik, if you like Mitch Hedberg, and you're not very familiar with Emo Phillips, then you should be because he's mm-hmm. he's great, and I guarantee you, those guys appreciate him very deeply. Yeah, but, yeah. Probably right. He's mm-hmm. he's amazing. Um, I mean Maria Bamford. Nobody. I, I I would say that um, Maria Bamford is just one of the best of all time in my head, without exaggeration. Wow! I I don't know. And she I, was on uh, Seven Minutes in Purgatory as well. She was. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, my opinion doesn't matter more than anyone else's, but I would put her on the list with like Richard Pryor. You know, I think she's. Like Chris Rock, like Maria Bamford, these people are all on yeah. that just extra. <clears throat> they have achieved something. They've pushed it forward, what it can be, and uh-huh. and how they're how they're doing it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's I, that, I love hearing uh, other comics say that. So yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Did you uh, did you collect any comedy? Did you listen to like tapes, albums, CDs? In middle school, I was very into Weird Al. I loved Weird Al, and Emo Phillips is in Weird Al's movie. That's how I came to to learn about Emo Phillips. You're talking it, my language now, man. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a big Weird Al guy? Uh, I'll say it very fast because people probably hate when I gush uh, about Weird Al. Yeah. I took my two daughters to his concert last summer. Wow, it was their first concert ever, and wow. it'll be top. Five, ten moments of my life. Wow. Yeah, it was... I, I, I could cry. No, I, but it was amazing. It was absolutely... Uh, meant, meant more than me than just to go into some show. Because I've been a fan of him since I was their age. Yeah. And now I'm much older. Yeah. And get to take my daughter, My daughters! Yeah. Not sons. My daughters yeah. who wanted to go. Yeah, yeah, totally. So Weird Al's big in my, in my book. Huge. Yeah, they... When I graduated from eighth grade, we were talking about like graduations that aren't maybe the realest graduations. Yeah. <laughs> um, the gifts that I remember getting are the White Album by the Beatles and uh, going to a Weird Al concert. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So uh, yeah, I mean, I I loved Weird Al. Um, <clears throat> I feel like the comedians. Uh, that you would kind of hear about casually, like just uh, 
comedy nerds didn't exist in the way that they exist now, but um, I, I agree. people that might like know a stand-up com- a comic would either know Mitch Hedberg or Dane Cook. Those were kind of the the two biggest ones in the in the ether uh-huh. at that time. <laughs> yes. Um, you remember the Hedberg Cook days? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> though I I would say those were the comedians that felt. Um, like very right in that moment that I knew of, mm-hmm. um, but maybe I just didn't know a ton. <laughs> Who knows? How about what was? Do you remember the first show you went to? Comedy show? Yeah. So the very first time I saw stand up live, I think I think this is true. I took a Greyhound from L.A. to New York, and uh, this was in college, and. <clears throat> I I loved um, Derek Comedy, which was a three-person sketch group that had uh, Donald Glover, DC Pearson, and Dominic Dierks. Um, and they they just made sketches, and YouTube was very new, so they kind of got this like crazy big following. This is um, what led to. Um, the three of them getting jobs, but especially Donald, Donald Glover. Glover. Yeah, yeah, that that's how come Thirty Rock hired him. You know, as a writer, right? He was yeah, a writer for 30 yeah, Rock. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he had a spec. He'd like been putting the work, and it's not like um, he just got big on YouTube and just got something. It, yeah. It's like, <clears throat> but that's how they saw him, and um, that was uh, big for all of them. And I. Uh, I was obsessed with with them. And so the only time I left Manhattan, because I didn't know what I was doing. I was like a kid in New York for the first time. I I was either 20 or 21. I don't even know if I was 21 yet. And the only time I left Manhattan was to go find uh, the creek in the cave, which now I'm very, a venue I'm very familiar with. But at the time, I didn't know anything about it. It was, uh, I didn't know what to expect or where to go. And I walked in and it's like, I've never heard of this. It's a restaurant. It's it's a great, cool venue in in New York. They have shows there every night of the week. It's um, uh, it's a very like alt um mecca for okay. New York comedy. As I understand it, I don't live in New York, but yeah. I but there's a lot of cool stuff happening there. And um, yeah, I, I walked in and saw Donald Glover eating a burrito or something, and. It, I was just like blown away that, and this was, I mean, this was before he was writing on 30 Rock. This was like, I uh, so young, but my, uh, but my friends and I had watched all of their videos so much. Uh-huh. We just loved them. Yeah. There's little snippets of, of dialogue from those videos that I still, will just, like I'll see something and it'll just kind of pop in my head, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, so I spoke to him for like 10 seconds, just like, hi, I'm a big fan. And then went in and saw the show and was just blown away. It was like I had never seen stand-up. So uh, there was a lot of like, oh, is this? I I didn't know what was normal stand-up show and what wasn't. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was wild. Okay. Um, Yeah, sorry. That was that feels like that was quite the tangent. No, no, no. No, that was good. I... um. And you're doing your vaudeville, your modern vaudeville. Modern vaudeville, that's right. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about that. Is, uh, have you got? Have you pulled in Donald Glover to be a <laughs> participant in modern vaudeville in L.A.? <laughs> he is a uh, uh, very busy man, to my understanding. I've never gotten the chance to to meet him, but I, I the first season of Atlanta was amazing. I, I never watched it. No, no. Oh, you got to check it out. I, I really, really enjoyed says. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm glad that he's um, doing something that I assume is as creatively fulfilling as it as it looks. Yeah, yeah. let's let's talk about uh, the show you're doing. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, modern vaudeville. Um, I always say like vaudeville was a. a old form of entertainment where you might see magicians, dancers, jugglers, but what it really was was the one place that you could go to see something you wouldn't see anywhere else. And that's what I'm trying to do, you know? Trying to have um, 
acts and people that are just interesting and a little odd that you really wouldn't get to see anywhere else. You know, I had, I had, had um, there was this guy named Adam Strauss who is is a friend, and he said he um, he he is he does coffee for a living. Um, that's like he'll go to South America and. I guess, like, test out different beans or uh, help them manage how they grow it. I don't know. His life sounds like he's the Indiana Jones of coffee. Okay. And I was just talking to him, and he said, uh, you know, coffee is my job, but I'm I'm getting into brewing beer. But what I really want to do is soda. And that just uh, that fascinated me to no end. This guy just loves beverages. beverages. Yeah, this hell? guy, man. Wow. So um, hearing <laughs> hearing anybody that's super passionate about anything is, to me, very, very interesting. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I. Um, so I, uh, he came on and he talked about these water filtration systems that um, really improve the quality of a cup of coffee because... He's saying uh, most of a cup of coffee is water. Mm-hmm. You know, that's most of what it is. So if you improve the quality of the water, you'll improve the quality of the cup as a whole by a lot. You know, people wouldn't be able to put their finger on what's better about it, but it's the water filtration system. That makes sense. As I understand yeah. it. Yeah. And then, and then he, but then you found out he's actually selling one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he's in charge of, I think, uh, I think he's like figuring out what water filtration system to buy for his company sort of thing. Yeah, sure. um, and then on the show, though, he brewed a cup of coffee and people had some and just tried it. And it was uh, it was great. I love things like that, you know? So how often is this, like, for, I'm just, re- you know, I'm not in California seeing the show. I'm yeah. just reading online. How often are you putting these shows on? Right now it's weekly. Right it now, weekly. yeah, right now we're doing Modern Vaudeville every week. And you had to skip this week to come to Minneapolis? Somebody else hosted. Ahmed Weinberg, a good friend of mine, hosted. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was doing a little bit of research on, like, vaudeville itself. And I, yeah. I want to bring something up to you. I took sure. a picture of it on my phone here. Um, this is like the, you know, vaudeville, like in the 18, yep. what, what do they say? Like 1890s to 1930s, 1880s to Yeah, 1930s? they say, I, it's like the very beginnings of it to the very ends of it was about a hundred years. Oh, that long? That's, yeah, but I mean, that wasn't the, the height of it. That's like. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this is, um. An article I found, and it's talking about those early days, and about you know they would put together all these di- you know all these different acts, yeah, and c- comedians. Oh, uh, animal acts. Yep, were were big part of it. Huge. Uh, do you ever? Have you used an animal <laughs> act in what you're doing? <laughs> have you found somebody to do that on your shows? The thing about animal acts is that they were hated. People hated touring with animal acts, and they would. <laughs> um, for all the reasons you would expect, there's like it requires poop, it requires feeding. You can't get away from the smell of an animal. Uh-huh. Um, there's just so many little pieces of uh, care that an animal requires, and they there there were a bunch of really odd <clears throat> animal acts. I think there was a guy that like what was it that he raced? I think he like raced mice. I had, there was in a Buster Keaton biography they described this act that I haven't been able to find a description of anywhere else so I don't know I don't think that he would have just made it up but mm-hmm. it's also so novel that I you'd think it would be somewhere else okay I had three elephants would walk out on stage one would sit down and start thumbing through a newspaper Another one would get a bucket and start lathering up the third one and then kind of pretend to shave it with its trunk. And that was the act. And, I mean, whoa. <laughs> Where are you going to see that these days? No. You know, there wasn't film. I, I'm Here I am telling this story that was mentioned offhandedly. Whatever he was talking about wasn't even about this. He was like... Uh, you know, I got a cold when I was a child, and when I was, I, I my sneeze interrupted this act where three elephants were shaving each other, and and I just had to, and he's just like, wait, wait, slow down a second, please. All I want to hear about are the elephants. Right. 
and and that that happens a lot when you're reading about somebody that's vaudeville adjacent. Okay, you know? okay. Yeah. I love it. I uh, so do you know? Do these Keith and Elby? They were some. I don't know. They must have been some promoters or people that put on vaudeville shows. That's not the. That's not the point of what I'm getting to here. It says. Uh, they cleaned up, this is, you know, in the early days, they cleaned up the acts at one point posting a notice for performers on the bulletin board of their theaters that warned. And I'm just wondering how, how you approach this yeah. about, uh, you know, um, editing people, uh, uh, censorship. Yeah. Don't say slob <laughs> or son of a gun or holly G. Whoa. Yeah. Do not say those three different words on uh, three different phrases on this stage unless you want to be canceled forever. Do not address anyone in the audience in this manner. If you uh, if you have not the ability to entertain the audiences without risk of offending them, do the best you can. Lack of talent will be less open to sens- censure than would an insult to a patron. Wow. Huh? Man, so my initial reaction to that is that... Um vaudeville when it was just starting out before it got to be like a big thing was uh considered a very dirty kind of skeezy thing to go to okay. you know um it wasn't quite like going to a strip club but it that might be the best comparison of like we all know people do it but it's considered a little like oh oh okay you know and mm-hmm. and maybe the people that are going are kind of like uh, yeah i went to the strip club last night you know and they're like well you know i, I went to the vaudeville show last night okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's kind of the vibe as i understand it sure. as it was um so then as it continues to grow and get better bigger and more popular there started to be these circuits that you could get hired onto and the bigger the circuit the stricter the content uh, quality control you know mm-hmm. the more control that they had over you basically because they knew they were the biggest game in town they had the the biggest venues and they could pay the most and this is your family and how you're making your living mm-hmm. um if you broke one of those rules you would get a little piece of paper that was blue told uh, in like your little cubby box or whatever at the theater saying like Either you were being fined or you were not going up tomorrow or this is a warning. Whatever it is, that it was that little blue piece of paper. And that is why when a comedian is dirty, it's called going blue. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, the reason – and so the reason they might – they were um, con- so concerned with that is because it was already in these people's heads that vaudeville was this kind of dirty thing that uh, – that was that and they needed to kind of work against that you know some of the things i was reading it says that some of these guys were trying to get you know the housewife with the kid staying home watching the kids to have them stop in right to see part of the show right yeah. totally yeah so it is fascinating and it's it's just kind of this odd piece of history that um and groucho marx as you mentioned mm-hmm. came from that era oh yeah yeah i mean so many it's it's insane because the first major chink in the armor for vaudeville was probably radio i was just gonna i was gonna ask i said you know yeah it is tv and radio radio right television right and so um radio then of course can pay or i mean movies i guess really were the the first thing that like really um all of the, all of this technology kind of wiped each other out, basically, mm-hmm. you know. And um, the thing is, is that because they had such a wide audience, you can broadcast radio across the world. You can play a mo- you can film a movie for a week and then play it for months across the world, especially yeah. if it's silent. And there's just so much more opportunity for everybody to make money. And I. Uh, th- it meant that all these people that had spent 20 years, their entire lives working on a five-minute act, suddenly didn't have a job. Yeah, They were out of work. They were watching it just get harder and harder. It, uh, it's the entertainment version of the coal mines drying up, you know, like uh-huh. just like, whoa, this is... Uh, so so then, you know, the thing to do is either like, hey, get into movies, get into radio, and uh, then talkies happen, you know, uh, and the people that were silent movie stars 
a whole nother generation of people that are just wiped out. Yeah. You know? And once we get to TV, there's... Nobody talks about radio comedians, you know? I, I can't name a ton, you know? Right. And there's, there's some that manage to kind of jump from vaudeville to radio to TV, but there's just as many casualties that were lost in any anywhere along that anywhere along the way, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. It kind of makes it even more amazing the ones that did uh, go through all. Totally. Make it through all phases. Absolutely. Yeah. There's... A lot of astounding examples of that, you know. And when people are uh, are trying to, like in that period of television, they don't even really understand the effect that they're having yet because television is so new and right. novel, you yeah. know. To them, TV at first was just a fidget spinner, you know. <laughs> That's all it was. I love that. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just like, this is the thing right now. Yeah. It'll be gone that quick. And so quick that by the time you hear this podcast, like it's, well, I'm saying it right now and it's already like, uh, hey, fidget spinners, that was last week. And <laughs> I hope not. I just gave my daughter one for her birthday. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, what do I know? I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not young enough to decide those things. I think I have at least through the summer. New school year. For sure. Probably be something new. But could be. Could be. Yeah. Um. <laughs> at least pay off for three more months. <laughs> totally. So... Yeah, they just uh, at at first that's what television must have been seen as, and that meant that they needed like the programming was very loose. And when we think of a talk show now, and we think of the format of a talk show, that that isn't a given. That had to be developed. That right. had to be invented. You know, Steve Allen, who created the Tonight Show, kind of looked at what talk shows were doing and was like, "Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start with a monologue. I'm going to interview some guests. I'm going to do these kinds of sketches. I'm going to have uh, this kind of man on the street segment. I'm going to like these." He was inventing what we think of as late night, but then of course he's also building off the backs of uh, TV shows that were basically just trying to visualize what the radio, radio shows was. were. Mm-hmm. It's all it, it. There's one nothing new under the sun, and that's just so exciting to me. Yeah, really. That I I think people usually say that as if it's like a, a. a like oh well, there's no such thing as originality. I, uh, who cares? Like I don't. What are you What are you worried about? Go out and like. Uh, it's so exciting to realize that uh, the play that Charlie Chaplin was in that got him hired to film was breaking the fourth wall. It was like a Mister Show sketch. You know, it really felt like that. Uh-huh. You know, the re- when you read the reviews of the Marx Brothers. Uh, stage performance it sounds insane i would love to see that yeah. they have this whole script they have they have 20 dancers behind them and then they just stop and start breaking the set and and intentionally throwing new jokes at each other to throw each other off and the joy is watching them play uh, i w- will never get to see that no uh, that's insane mm-hmm. They, I mean, like their their first two movies are basically just like filmed vaudeville, but they're they're the uh, more contained version of that because it's a movie. Yeah. You know, they were known for going off the rails. It, it, so I get so excited thinking about that. I love it. Anyway, well, it makes sense that you're the one doing the show in L.A. Then, doesn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't pick a better person. What uh, we I've taken up a lot of your time. Let's just uh, no. You're fine. Sorry. No. What. Um, is there anything we should be mentioning that you're working on now? Or is there a, is there a secret that you're keeping that you can't tell us about? <laughs> tell us that. <laughs> oh, boy. you'll uh, The next time I'm at Acme, you'll have to, to ask me if I knew whatever I'm talking about then, yeah. now. And uh, the answer will probably be yes. That's what I can say. <laughs> uh, you had a time machine on stage last night or something. <laughs> can I use that right now and get some answers? No, um... Like, what do you have coming up this summer? Just more tour, more... Uh... Yeah, I'll be in L.A. for the summer. I think I'll go back out on the road in September and uh, kind of hit the East Coast is what it's looking like right now. Okay. Yeah, I'm writing things, producing things. There's um, I, nothing that's I, far enough along that can really be inserted here. Sure. <laughs> no, that's fine. How about a... Uh... You know, eventually people do a stand-up special. Yeah. Do you 
have any is there any even inkling of a plan for that um i would say if 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 somebody said yeah do a do a stand stand up special then yeah i'd i'd like to do that and i'm i'm seeing if there's if that's possible or the thing to do okay. um it's yeah one plate that i'm spinning okay sure. i uh i'll i'll say this yeah like I came home last night. I was my wife was at one point going to come with me. I ended up coming by myself, which yeah. I do sometimes. I got home and I was like, "Honey, oh my god!" I'm like, <laughs> I'm, "I'm like, I maybe I'm exaggerating, but <laughs> the excitement I have right now, top ten. Like that's how wow I was about your show last night. I think your talent is that. I can't tell you how much that means to me. Well, Thank you very I, much. I mean that it's uh, that I, is really really nice. I get, of you I to get say. real excited when I when I really like uh, what somebody's doing. And whoa, uh, thank you. So, so here's much. what I'm getting to here. Yeah. Um, but the you know like when you get that excitement of something that you like and you want to share it with other people whether you know yeah. I was just somewhere and like everybody's asking me if I'm watching Fargo yeah I haven't watched Fargo I'm sorry <laughs> I want to get into your conversation about Fargo but I just haven't watched it yeah uh, there's other shows but uh, like I want to talk to other people about Ian Abramson and <laughs> the easiest way to do that is if you get some special on Netflix I mean the, the hey, easiest call way up Netflix, is for right? there to come to Acme this week, obviously. Yes, yes, like, yes. That's what we really want people to do is come to Acme and see you. But yeah. next month, next year, whatever. Like, Add me on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter. Um, I've always got a bunch of little projects brewing that I'm always kind of uh, putting out there. For instance, the the whether it's as small as putting my phone through TSA with it on or uh, you know something that is like 7 Minutes in Purgatory or anything like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's the best way to be like, hey, what is this guy up to? Yeah. Yeah, no, and there is quite a few videos out there. So Yes, yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> hey, I'm just greedy. I, I want more. I want to be able to share more. That's very kind. Um, one final thing, and I usually don't mention these things because they're so stupid, and <laughs> this one is as well, <laughs> but I looked on Twitter this morning, and it says uh, it's National Best Friends Day. Wow. I w- do you have a message for your best friend? Yeah. Uh, I miss you. I... I uh, haven't seen you in 10 years, and uh, I just hope you're ready to come home. <clears throat> I don't remember their name, but I'd, I'd love that. That's a perfect way to end it. <laughs> Ian, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me.